we also have to remember that even if we don't get the White House with the yellow door, maybe we get something better, you know, because the universe knows what we need. Welcome to Solve With Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. Absolutely. If you want to tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and what your mission is and that big why behind your mission, why do you do what you do? Yeah, so I'm Stacy. I'm an authenticity coach and human design reader. And my mission is to help women create abundance by being themselves. Because so often we're taught who to be. And so my work revolves around the questions, who am I versus who have I been taught to be in doing that? That deep work and that deconditioning to really get to the root of your authenticity so you can live the life that you've always wanted to live instead of the life that has been thrust upon you by society. I love that. And your big why, I guess, behind that is your own experience of realizing that those things had been thrust upon you to live a life that maybe wasn't aligned with with what you wanted? Yeah, absolutely. So my life in New York City was so go, go, go all the time. Of course, Mm. it's the city that never sleeps and sleeping is hard there when you're trying to work four jobs to pay your bills and everything. (laughs) Um, And through that, I realized that something wasn't working. I realized that my energy was not being utilized in the proper way. And when I came on human design, which is a map of your energetic DNA, it totally blew my mind. It like revolutionized everything for me because I was looking at how I was living. And then I looked at how my energy is uniquely designed to show up in the world. And they were just completely opposite. And I was like, oh, (laughs) maybe this is why I'm not feeling energized. Maybe this is why I've developed chronic illness. I have thyroid autoimmune, I have endometriosis. So this like level of chronic illness plays into it as well. And so it just helped me realize that not everyone is meant to be in the same box and that Mm. we're all designed to be unique and show up differently to help us achieve the flow and the ease of life that we're meant to have. Mm, I love that. And for people that are listening, could you get a, give a little bit of background on what actually human design is? And I know you mentioned it was that unique, unique kind of blueprint to understanding your DNA. But how does that actually transform from what it actually is to actually beginning to embody that in your life? Yeah. So human design is a map of your energetic DNA based on the time and place you were born. Very similar to astrology, but it's also rooted in science as well. So it's not a belief system. It's a tool to help you basically live your best life, (laughs) which we're all here to do. And my mission is to make human design as accessible and as actionable as possible. Because if anyone who's listening has ever looked up their human design, which you can do on geneticmatrix.com, 
myhumandesign.com, Jovian Archive, lots of places. You see your chart and you're like, whoa, what is happening here? (laughs) I'll I'll put those in the show notes for you guys. So if you want to check that out, you can look at those websites. There's just a whole lot going on. You have like Mm -hmm. your square up top that tells your energy type, your strategy, your authority, your definition, your profile, all of this good stuff. And then you look below and there are numbers and colors and lines and drawings. And you're like, I don't understand. (laughs) And so what I have found that happens and in, in through my personal journey as well is I was like, well, I can figure it out on my own. I got this. Let me just dive deep into figuring it out myself. And then through that, I realized, wow, this is challenging. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I invested in resources and coaches and programs and stuff to help me get more of an idea of it. And now that's what I do in my business is I help women mostly, but also men really make their chart actionable. And the way that we start that is by looking at our energy type, how your energy is meant to show up in the world, your authority, how you make decisions, and your strategy is how you create opportunities for yourself. So those are the, the like the big three in human design, just like astrology, you have your rising, your moon and your sun. So for right. you know comparing those, those are very similar. Oh, that's super interesting. And how does someone, when they begin to understand this, how do they actually start to embody it in their life? Is it simply as creating strategies around these things? Or is it just a matter of kind of practicing the elements that are in that design and actually beginning to use them in your day to day life? Yeah, so so much of it is experimentation. When we're taught it at first, we're like, okay, so I I guess I just do this thing. (laughs) And then you try it. And you're like, wait, this isn't working. Or maybe I'm doing it wrong, or maybe I need more time. And so the biggest element is allowing yourself to experiment with it. And Mm -hmm. for me, so my energy type is projector. And we can kind of go into that too. There are five energy types in human design. There are generators who are the doers. You're a generator, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Generators are like pure doers. They have that beautiful sacral energy that helps them achieve and do. And, then and I'm have... a Capricorn, so I've got both. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm a Cat Moon. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Um, and then we have the subset is the manifesting generator, who's also a doer, has that beautiful sacral energy, but is more multifaceted, more multi-passionate. They do lots of different things in their life. And so much of the conditioning for the manifesting generator is, you know, you're flaky. Don't, you know, stick to one job. Do that until you die, right? Climb the corporate ladder. And for manifesting generators, oftentimes that doesn't feel good or energetically correct because they're like, I like this thing and I like this thing. And in human design, you're taught to lean into that and just do it all because you can. Mm -hmm. And then we have manifestors who are our initiators. They have this really impactful energy. Then we have projectors. So I'm a projector. These are the guides, the seers, the coaches who help their, their gift is in their perspective not in how much they do. And then we have reflectors. No, go ahead. I said, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that perception of it because it's a way of actually saying it's not about just the doing, but the way you look at things. I have friends that are projectors and sometimes the way they look at things and I'm like, whoa, I like that. I like the way that you've suggested that way of looking at something. Yeah, absolutely. And projectors have this gift of seeing the big picture and being able to make it more efficient. Mm. which oftentimes is not, you're right. We put so much emphasis on the doing 
in the producing and the achieving that when projectors learn that their gift is in their perspective and not in how much they do, it can be just mind blowing for them. Mm-hmm. And then we have reflectors who are the evaluators. So they're like society's mirrors. They tell us what's working and what's not. And they're very rare. So they're only 1% of the population. But for me, when I learned I was a projector, it just gave me permission to like (sighs) breathe and relax for a hot second, you know, and being in New York City, I had put so much emphasis on the doing, the going, the producing, the achieving, and it just was not working out for me. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired all the time. Why am I so tired? And then when I learned that I was a projector and that I need rest, right? We don't have that sacral energy. And so our energy ebbs and flows and we're allowed to rest when our body tells us to and really leaning into that. And the strategies are really important too. So for a projector, our strategy is to wait for the invitation to make ourselves super visible and then be a lighthouse and have our people come to us. And that was like, oh my God, I've been doing everything wrong my entire life. <laughs> it's like a wake up moment for you. Yeah, absolutely. And because of that, when I started to live in alignment and I started to look at these things and say, okay, where am I pushing? Where am I initiating? Which is a manifestor's job. Where am I, you know, maybe holding on too much to that sacral energy and over-identifying with doers and then having to rest for three days and not be able to get out of bed. It's like, oh, okay, wait, this is so crazy. But the more that you experiment with it, the more you find that alignment and the more you find what feels the best for you. Because in human design, it's all about our energetic body. So it's trusting that our energy knows best for us and not our brains that so often like to run the show. A hundred percent. So I know, um, obviously, with people that are not following their human design, each kind of energetic map, I guess. So what is, would you call them? Sorry, energetic types. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Energetic types? Energy types, yeah. So each energy type has something that shows them that they're not following their design. So could you cover that a little bit for each energetic type, energy type and how that would actually show up in their life and how that would manifest in their life if they're not following their design? Yeah, definitely. So important. So for each energy type, you have a not self theme and you have a signature goal. So for generators and manifesting generators, their not self theme is frustration. So this can happen when they're not doing things that they love to do, or they're not following their authority. And oftentimes we view frustration as very mental. Oh, I can't figure it out. Oh, I can't do it. But it can also be very energetic in your body, that feeling of like, oh, that stop and start, your muscles get tense, you know, you feel that like, oh, something is not moving the way it should be moving energetically in your body. And for manifesting generators and generators, our signature goal is satisfaction. So your not self theme is basically like a signpost Mm -hmm. that's telling you, hey, whoa, stop, maybe take a step back, maybe let's take a look at how everything else is working, where are you living in alignment, where are you maybe not, and then that can redirect you to satisfaction. And what can happen so often with any type is that we have these days where we experience our signature goal, 
and we're like, wow, that was a really great day. Shrug. <laughs> but it's important to be like, oh no, this is how I'm supposed to feel all the time. That when I'm living in alignment, I'm supposed to feel satisfied. And so those are the moments where you really take a step back and say, okay, what have I been doing today that makes me feel satisfied, that makes me feel joyful and you know, at ease with myself. And so for a manifester, the not self theme is anger and the signature goal is peace. So whenever they're feeling peaceful, that's when things are going right for them. For projectors, their not self theme is bitterness, <laughs> which when I learned that I was like, oh, okay, just like <laughs> read me to filth, human design. <laughs> And then our signature goal is success. And we have to remember that success does not equal achievement mm. or productivity. And we get to decide what success is for us, just like we get to decide what peace is for us and what satisfaction is for us. Because the, you know, the whole idea is to not be conditioned by these thoughts of what these words mean. And it's very personal. It's we get to decide the meaning to these things. And that's what I love about human design as well is we have the power to, to create our own reality and to assign meaning to these things for us. So who am I leaving out? Reflectors. Reflectors, their not-self theme is disappointment and their signature goal is surprise. So they're supposed to be very delighted by life, very surprised about the environments they're in. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. Cause it, yeah, does that help answer your question? It allows about, people to really, yeah. like you said earlier, that permission to know when they're in alignment and to follow that alignment, to know that it's okay, energetically speaking, to follow that alignment in their life. And it's also normal for them to be feeling those frustration elements or those anger whatever it may be for your energy type it's normal for them to be feeling that because they're not following something that is actually what they're meant to be following they're not following their passions their pursuits their happiness whatever it may be so I love that you mentioned that and I think I just want to pick up on on this as well because I know people are going to be super interested by this link when you said about how knowing our own power and from that through human design being able to create our own reality so how does human design and understanding your human design link into creating your own reality, manifesting the life that you want? How does that flow together? When we talk about manifestation, manifestation is really thoughts of habits of thought, feeling, action, and consistency. And when we are born, we are these pure, beautiful souls with these auras that are bright and crisp and clear. And as we move through life. It's very normal for children to live out their human designs so beautifully because they haven't been super conditioned yet by their parents, by society, by their environment, whatever it is. And as we grow up and we are starting to feel that conditioning, you have to, you, you have to be thin, you have to be beautiful. You know, there's only one way to succeed. There's, you got to hustle, you got to make it happen. All of these things, they start to kind of clog up our auras. And as we do this work, as we find our alignment, as we learn our unique design, and not just our basics, but also, you know, the gates and the channels and the energy centers, like I said, there's just literally so much to it. We start to pop this conditioning out of our auras 
and we start to really make them clean and crisp again. And that creates a more direct line Mm -hmm. to source energy. So when we're manifesting, you know, we are able to call in our blessings better. We're able to see where source spirit, God, whatever you personally refer to it as the divine has illuminated the path that we can take inspired action for. I love that. And Does that I think make sense? What you said there about how it's kind of opening that path for us through actually understanding all these elements that kind of tie together to creating that connection and creating a deeper connection. And I know there's an element as well on the human design chart about being a non-specific and specific manifester in each kind of en- energy type. So how does that tie in as well? Yeah, so in your chart, Uh, If you have it in front of you, there are arrows at the top, and those are called variables. And it's about consistency, discipline, strategy, and focus. And if your arrow is pointing left, it means that those are more strategic, more actionable. So, And then if they're pointing right, it's more passive and intuitive. So if we're looking specifically at our strategic arrow, which is the right bottom arrow, if it's pointing left you are a more specific manifester. So you're meant to be very detailed, very, okay, I want a house, cool, but I want it to be three bedrooms. I want it to be white. I want it to have a yellow door. I want it to be on this street in this city. You know, I see this weather around it, like so specific. And then if it's pointing right, you're more of a non-specific manifester. So it's more about the feelings you have around these things. Okay, well, if I manifested this house, how would I feel? Would I feel joyful? Would I feel proud? Would I feel sexy? Would I feel powerful? And those are the emotions that you really lean into. So when you're manifesting that, you lean into, okay, how would I feel? How would this create feelings in me? How would my energy feel when I attain Mm, this thing? I love that. And I know this question kind of just came through to me. If you're a specific manifester and you're being specific about the things you want, how can you refrain from getting attached to those things? Because when we have specificity, sometimes it's like, right, I have to have the house with the yellow door and that, okay. But then we kind of, I feel that tension coming through of that attachment to those things. And also with the feelings as well, feeling that that lack sense because we're experiencing these emotions maybe through our manifestation practice or through our meditation or our visualization. But then when we come back to our normal life, what we can see and some people can't embody those emotions, they feel that lack and they're like, why do I not feel like that? Even though in that practice I am, or why am I not getting the yellow house, the yellow house with the yellow door? I don't know why I said yellow house. There's not many yellow houses, but (laughs) yellow house, with the yellow door. There's that, that attachment. How can we release that? through those manifestation practices, if we're specific or non-specific? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, One thing that I love to teach in my coaching business and that I really hold on to myself is being open to outcome Mm -hmm. and not attached. And when we manifest, there are two rules of the universe. The universe doesn't recognize size and the universe doesn't recognize time. So when we think, oh, well, I really want to manifest $25,000, but I don't really have trust that it's going to come through. So maybe I'll just focus on a thousand because that'll be quote unquote easier Mm. (laughs) to manifest. And that's just honestly not true because the universe doesn't 
know the difference. <laughs> so if you're going to manifest, manifest big, manifest what you actually want, because that's what your energy is really, you know, yearning for. So trust that. And then the second one is the universe doesn't recognize time. So we put deadlines on ourselves. We put timelines on ourselves. And oftentimes that's just really unhelpful because you're right. When we're not seeing it manifest in the time that we want, we get frustrated. We get angry. We get bitter. (laughs) We get, you know, disappointed. All of these not self themes because we're like, oh no, why isn't it working? Am I not good enough? What's happening to me? I'm not doing it right. I give up. And then we just give up. And the truth is, is that when we don't put a timeline on it and we stay the course and we trust that what is meant for us, what we crave, what we desire is coming for us, you know, universe, the universe is going to deliver. It may not be a week from now. It may not be two weeks from now, two months from now, two years from now, but it's coming for you. And we also have to remember that even if we don't get the White House with the yellow door, Maybe we get mm. something better, you know, because the universe knows what yes. we need. And so, off, you know, and it's also good to remember the levels of consciousness as well when we're manifesting. Of the lowest level of consciousness is life happens to me, very victim mentality, very scarcity mindset. And then as we ascend those levels, it's, oh, life happens for me. So everything that's happening to me is for a reason, to help me grow to help me evolve. And then the third level is life happens Mm. through me. And then life happens as me, which is when we're like really in that like juicy manifesting power. And we're not meant to live as life happens as me all the time, because it can be very exhausting, (laughs) very energetically draining. But the goal is to live as life happens through me. I am source. Source wants me to have everything I want because we are Mm. all one. Oh, I really love that. Yeah, that's, I'm just taking that in, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I guess that's so important there to know that we can set that intention, even if we are a specific manifester and we say we want this, X, Y, and Z, but still be open to knowing that source who can see everything from that bird's eye picture sometimes has a better idea for us. So it's, it's setting it, but also allowing something else to come in that might be greater and understanding that also divine timing plays that role which I think is really really central in that process so in manifestation as well as we've been talking about it's that alignment and when you said earlier about when you're in that non-self theme of uh, is it non-self theme sorry is that correct yep not self theme Mm -hmm. when you're in that space and you're Mm -hmm. feeling those frustrations and you're feeling those disappointments people might say I can imagine people listening right now and they're thinking okay I'm in a job I hate, I'm feeling frustrated, but I can't quit the job because it's my income. I've got to feed my family. I've got to feel this. Um, I'm feeling angry. I have, I deserve to feel angry. How do we move out of those themes when we believe in our current reality that there are limitations that are stopping us from moving out of that? How do we create that pathway to, to trust and move out of that theme and then really begin to create that life for ourselves? Because I know that that first jump for a lot of people and for pretty much everyone who goes down this path is definitely hard to lean into. So how would you say is the best way to find that alignment, but also begin to create practical ways to actually move out of experiencing that not self theme and be more in alignment with your energy type? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I experienced that question a lot with my clients. Absolutely. And 
And the truth is, is that yes, there are realities to life. You have to pay your bills. You have to take care of your kids. You have to have a roof over your head. You have to have food to eat. You know, all of these things. We can't just live in this higher chakras of, oh, but I'm one with the earth and, you know, the divine. And then like, we have to be grounded as well. (laughs) That root chakra is also very important. And so it's important to remember that it's all about balance and trust. And especially for generators, when I communicate a generator's design to them, and I say, you have this beautiful sacral power to do and achieve. And the more you do what you love, the more you create this energy to keep going. And they're like, well, that's not me. Cause I just feel frustrated all the time. And I hate my job. And I, you know, I don't have any energy. I'm exhausted and drained. I say, okay, well, let's look at your job. Yeah. You hate I'm it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I do hate my job. I'm like, okay. So if we're not in a position to just get up and quit, which so many people are not, that's such a privilege to have, is we start to create more balance when you're not at work. We start to look at, well, how are you spending your time when you clock out? Are you doing things you love or are you just, you know, wallowing in this cycle, this pattern of I'll never get out, I'll never get out, I'll never get out, I'll never be happy. And the more that we can balance that, the more I say, what does your sacral energy want? Because that's the center of creation and desire. And for a generator, it's so important to ask your sacral that. What do you want, girl? Like, (laughs) what's your energy leaning you towards and giving yourself permission to do that? Whether it's, you know, I love to garden. I love to cook. I love to help people. I love to be in nature. Any of these things. Allowing yourself to just go do it. So when you clock out of your job and you're like, okay, I'm feeling really tired and really depleted. What does my sacral want? Okay, maybe I'll just go spend, you know, half an hour outside in my garden, you know, tending to my flowers or my vegetables or whatever it is. And then through that process, you do start to create a little more joy, a little more ease, a little more self-compassion. And the more we practice that, the more we see, okay, maybe I am capable of living a life that I actually want to live. Maybe I am capable of, of shifting, of changing, of evolving. And then when you start to create that momentum, you're like, okay, well, where else can I look at it in my life? Where else can I do this? And the truth is, is that when we start to experiment with our design, when we allow ourselves to do the things that we want to do, that we love to do, that brings us energy, the more source starts to illuminate other paths. I totally agree with that. (laughs) I've been there. And I think it's so important for us to really understand as well that we are still humans living this life. And it's not just a matter of, I think manifestation in this community has just been so glorified when realistically it is a process. It's not just an immediate thing. It's not just saying affirmations and your life falls into your lap. It is the I don't like to say work as in hard work, but it is that internal work through yourself and human design obviously paves that way in a way that's unique for you, in a way that's aligned with you. And to be able to move through it and navigate through it at a certain type of ease probably just gives you that, again, we go back to that word permission, that permission to do it in a way that works for you. So what about those people that are, very accomplished they've done those things in their life and they're in business and 
they want to use something like human design to benefit them as a leader in business or for example just as an employee is business they want to start looking at these things how does human design because I know it's so important in business in my eyes so important in business I've seen lots of businesses begin to understand these concepts and start to bring them into their into their work so why does it really create that shift in in business and as being a leader as well yeah these are such great questions Emma. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I think it's just wrapping your mind around that we're not all the same and that we're all very unique and when we're entrepreneurs you know again we're taught oh well if you're going to start your own business you have to work 80 hour weeks you have to go out and initiate everything like you have to go find your clients you have to go find your people like you have to you know dm them one million times until they buy your product or your <laughs> service and it's like what? who wants to live like that not me <laughs> and when we really try to cultivate this awareness around our design we start to see the path of least resistance and Abraham Hicks. and we have <laughs> yes and we have to like we have to trust that of so for me as a projector the way I run my business is going to be completely different than the way you run yours mm-hmm. as a generator as a reflector would be an entrepreneur as a manifester would be a projector as or, sorry as a entrepreneur what are words you know, it's just so different giving yourself that permission to lean into what works for you. Yeah. So I, because I don't have that beautiful sacral energy, when my body says, okay, we're done for today, we're done for today. And saying, okay, the more I take care of myself and my sacred energy, the more I thrive. Mm. The more I attract my clients, the more I attract these beautiful opportunities for myself you know? And so when we, when we have that awareness, when we learn our design, when we learn not only our type strategy and authority, but our profile, but our gates and our channels and our centers, we start to see the road and the path to the life we want in a way that feels good. Mm, I love that. And I think, I love what you said there as well. It just, that least resistance, that's so central. And I wanted to pick up on something as well that you said as well about being a projector and kind of needing that rest and stuff is do you notice there's still some fluidity between the energy types because obviously even as a generator when I'm like burnt out I'm like I need to rest (laughs) so do you see that there's like some fluidity between the designs and how does that work in terms of we want to focus obviously on what's best for our energy type but also being aware that even for example if you're a generator like me who's got a lot of creation but actually reaching that burnout point even if I'm feeling satisfied knowing to take that rest how do we also look at others for a little bit of maybe inspiration or something like that how does that work yeah what I love most about human design is that we all need each other Mm. it's not just like I go it alone you go it alone like the way that society ascends is that we all work together in a perfect world in a perfect society you know, manifestors would initiate a project. Generators, manifesting generators would help do and support with their, their creativity and their building energy. Projectors would guide. They would say, okay, this is how we make it more efficient. And then reflectors would say, okay, this is working or this is not working. And then we shift accordingly. When we, would you remind me of the question yeah, Just again? like <laughs> that fluidity of realizing that, yeah, so yes. <laughs> obviously, like in a sense, we would, if we had a team, for example, we would build a team around with different 
different energy types, I guess, where they would best fit and how they could best support you. But say you're a solopreneur, you don't have a team. How's best to understand that there's some fluidity and sometimes even if you're feeling satisfied, but you're burning yourself out as a generator, for example, I'm just using my my past as an example. How do yeah, we um, yeah. stop ourselves from actually burning out, even though we're feeling satisfied and we're following our design, but also being able to know that there's some fluidity of like tapping into that kind of projector energy of, you know, we need to have a rest now. Yeah, yes. Everyone needs rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if you're a generator, even if you're like, I can go, go, go 24 seven and make it all happen. I love being a generator. You still need rest. Mm. Rest is so important. And rest doesn't necessarily mean being asleep. You know, rest can be going on a walk. Rest can be grounding in the grass outside. It can be reading a book. It can be sometimes rest can even be scrolling Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is. And just allowing yourself to kind of breathe and shed the energies that aren't yours from the day that you're getting from, you know, being outside around other people through a screen, all of these things that you're taking in. And in human design, if you have a undefined or an open energy center, this is where you will take in other people's energy and magnify it. Mm. And it's important to remember that that energy is not necessarily yours. So if you have, let's say, an open emotional center, you know, you're meant to be cool, calm, and collected. And if you're feeling, you know, really angry or really frustrated or really sad or any of these things, it's a moment to be like, okay, this is not mine. How can I get rid of this? How can I know this? And having that awareness helps you slow down. It helps you say, Am I burning myself out by taking in too much energy that's not mine? Am I trying to overproduce when I actually need to rest? Because the goal is to have your business have, you know, even if you're a solopreneur or you're a leader of a team, is to make it sustainable. Mm. And in our world, we're taught to go, 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 work those 80-hour weeks. And that's just not sustainable. And our energy is like, help me. (laughs) What I'm kind of hearing there is it's really important to not just focus on what are your big three or what are those main things that you look at in human design. It's so important to understand your chart holistically so that you can bring in all those different aspects of how different emotions and different things can actually affect you and you can better navigate them. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Mm, okay, nice. And I lo- what I love about human design is it really puts the power back with yourself, right? It just reminds you of that you have the power to know these things and change these things, kind of actually stepping into who you truly are at a deeper level, but using your own navigation system. And it's kind of just figuring out yourself and how to navigate yourself, right? And that power within you. Yeah, it's all about coming home to yourself, Mm. really, because we're just conditioned so severely by literally everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, when we're so overloaded with this is how you should be, this is how you should act, this is how you should create abundance for yourself, then we're like, but that doesn't feel good to me. And then maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. And so it's all about just coming home to yourself and what is true for you and your 
unique design. I love that. And where can people find you if people want to work with you or if people are interested more in human design? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Stacy underscore Keel, S-T-A-C-Y underscore K-E-E-L-E. You can also find me on Calendly, calendly.com backslash Stacy Keel Coaching, which is also in my Instagram bio. So you, know, you don't have to you don't have to look too far. I'll uh, put them all <laughs> in the show notes so everyone can find them easily. And we just finish up with one final question that I ask all my guests, yeah. and that's to share a message from your soul. So whatever comes up intuitively mm. for you right now. <sighs> you are worthy. You were born worthy. Your worth is innate. You don't have to prove it to anyone. You just have to follow your energy and follow what brings you joy and that will create alignment for you. Mm, I love that. And I think I just want to say thank you for the work that you're doing because it's so important to see people that are just so so energetically energetically like beautiful and light and bringing that authenticity to this to this work, not thinking that we're better or not thinking that we're elite and I can see that you're really doing that especially in this human design space and I think it's such a great way for people to learn to navigate their life. So thank you for doing what you're doing and thank you for coming on the show. It's been a great interview. Uh, yes, thank you for having me. This was so wonderful. I'm so glad. Thank you so much anyway. And I'll see you later and see everybody later. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.